may be seated in his presence. Yes, good morning viewers all over the world. And we believe that as distance is not a barrier, that your soul, your spirit, and your body is right here with us in Jesus' name. Yes, my name is Fanny. I'm from France. And I'm a, an evangelist in training under my father and the Lord, Prophet T.B. Joshua. Yes, my father and the Lord, Prophet T.B. Joshua, said one day, that the plan of God for us is beautiful in its time. Yes, everything is beautiful in its time, yet that time is limited. Man long for eternity. Man long for eternity. But yet, they cannot understand what God allows to take place in his own appointed time and season. And I realize that this wise saying is so true. Because we are living in an expiring world where your wife, your husband, your child, your food, your car, your work has an expiring date. Except one thing. Yes, you have a beginning and you have an end. Everything about you has an expiry date. Except one thing. Your spirit. So when the grace of time and space to act in has not yet expired, we should stop focusing on the expiring side of this world and focus on the one inspiring God to move and to act. The one that will never expire but live eternally. Your spirit. Are you taking the time to build your spiritual life? Your spirit nature? Because the Bible says... That physical desire and spiritual desire are two opposing masters. Our confidence those days, unfortunately, are mainly in institution, the arm of flesh, medicine, those things that contradict the word and destroys our faith life and bring us back into bondage. Unfortunately, and many times we fail to understand that our spiritual age has a different stage from our physical age. Many of us will spend time in the beauty salon 24-7. Others, they go to the gym 24-7 to build their body structure. Others are looking for the latest trend in town. While many are shopaholic 24-7 looking for shopping. We fail, we do emphasize many times on our outward beauty. Outward appearance to look good, which is valuable. But those things are temporary. They are temporary pleasure. The essential part in a man is not what meets the ordinary eyes. What can be praised, noticed, admired on the outside, on the inside, but only inside. Nothing that can be praised on the outside, but what God values and cherishes above all, your spirit. When you compare the time spent in the arm of the flesh, and the time spent in the arm of the spirit. You will agree with me that as your physical age continues to change and grow, your spiritual age is stagnant, even worse, decreasing, decreasing. Because we focus on things that are not eternal. Your spiritual age continues to decrease because we refuse to go through the pain that will give us permanent gain.
to the challenge that will bring change. Our spiritual life, our Christian life, is not measured by our outward appearance. It's not measured by the kind of clothes you wear. It's not measured by your body language. It's not measured by the fact you wear makeup or no makeup. Our Christian life is not measured by those things, but by the movement of your heart in the midst of challenges. That is why your spiritual life must be first. The Bible says that you must prosper, you must sanctify, you must purify that spiritual life. Because that spirit nature is the one that holds your strength, your wealth, your health. In fact, in fact, even your outward beauty. In fact, all. That is why our spirit nature, in order to be made sensitive to the spirit of God, must be redefined. And that leads us to the message before us today. Your spiritual checkup. Tell your neighbor, I need a spiritual checkup. We need a spiritual checkup. So let us turn our Bible in the book of 1 Peter 1. Verse 6 to 7. And we also have a second proof text. Will be the book of Hebrews 12. Verse 7 to 12. But let's start from 1 Peter. 1 Peter 1. Verse 6 to 7. Are you there? I read. Though now for a little while. You may have had to suffer grief. In all kinds of trial. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Let us turn right now in the book of Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12, verse 7 to 12. Are you there? And I read, endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what sons is not disciplined by his father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of our spirit and live? Our fathers disciplined us for a little while, as they thought best. But God disciplines us for good, that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. The Bible made us to understand right there that challenges reveals Challenges reveal the true position, the true condition of your heart. Just like a physical examination is a process by which the doctors investigate the body of a patient for sign of sickness and disease. In the same manner, a spiritual examination is a process by which God investigates the heart of a Christian for signs of weakness and sickness. And sin is a disease of our soul. A spiritual checkup 
will determine where are the loopholes that give Satan access to your life and how strong is your heart in the face of turbulences and attacks in life. Have you gone to the spiritual beauty salon? Have you gone to the spiritual gym, to the spiritual spa, where your toxins, the impurities and pimples of your spirits will be dealt with? Have you gone through Potiphar's house to face challenges and temptations? Have you gone to the dry pit where there are no resources? Have you gone to the lion's den, to the burning fire, where your inward valuable quality will be restored? Have you had a spiritual checkup lately? I'm asking this question because I've, I found myself among the 90% of people that used to skip challenges, that used to judge challenges, that used to avoid challenges. Many a times they used to give an assignment with someone, and when they are trouble, they will say, where is she? Say, I say, I was not there. By the time you find a person in front of you, where two before, if you just find one person, I'm just be hiding at the back. They will ask me, were you not there when the thing happened? Well, when it happened, I was far. I didn't see it. We normally judge ourselves like this. With failing to understand that challenges determine where you are spiritually. Our character is not strengthened in pleasure, but in difficult and tough time. Ask Joseph. And he will tell you there will be some factors, some issues that will challenge your faith as a Christian. All of which serve a useful cause and purpose to form and strengthen your character and prepare you for the glory that lies ahead. No matter how much you master the scripture, whether you quote from Genesis to Revelation, without true obedience, to what you quote and what you say, what you read, you are still wearing spiritual diapers. A Christian grow through obedience in the midst of challenges. Jesus learned obedience, though he was a son, to the things he went through. So if you say you believe, you must have absolute confidence in what you claim to believe. Because the things that keep us from despairing, from discouraging, from giving up, it's not what we see, but what we believe. In 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5, Paul said, examine yourselves. Test yourself. See whether you are in the faith. Can't you see that Jesus Christ lives in you? Unless of course you have failed the test. And if you fail the test, confess, repent, and confess your sins to God. Paul himself submitted himself to a spiritual examination. It shows to subject himself to the inconvenience and disadvantage of a spiritual examination because it is ultimately important for our spiritual health and effectiveness as a Christian, as a leader. He knew that as a leader, you cannot lead by the power on the outside, but the power on the inside. This is the very issue put across in the book of Psalm 51. When in all wealth, power, fame, troubles and challenges are the most powerful means and instruments to assess one's position, 
with God. The king saw the event in his life as a means for his advancement. Every time the king faced challenges, he realized that there were male warning signals, threatenings to cost him his position, to overthrow him, or cause him setback. Every time he faced temptation, he was quick to ask God, give me a new heart and renew a right spirit within me. He knew that more the heat of sin hits, the more you have to speed up your spiritual walk with God. But there are some questions we ask ourselves. But I will answer you today. There are two kinds of trouble. The one that doesn't require invitation before it comes, that which God uses to strengthen our character. And the one we invite to ourselves through things that God knows we can do ourselves, but we fail to do them, creating a necessary pain to our life. For example, to eat too much sugar is not a sin. But we not give you the necessary strength for your physical assignment and duty. When everything you eat is sweet, 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 you are calling yourself to a sickbed to very soon leave this world. We can choose not to take it too much, but we fail to do it, bringing sickness to our body, diabetes to our bodies, weakness to our body. At the end of the day, we cry. We say, Satan is tormenting me. Satan has given me sickness again. Again, well, because of Satan. We lie against Satan. We are the, the faith. We are the architect of our faith condition. Even to watch movies is not a sin. But too much of it is not healthy for our spiritual life. We bring desire and urge and necessary that we may not have ordinarily. At the end of the day, we are blaming Satan. Satan is tormenting me. If I look on the right side, I see women half naked. If I look at the left side, this man are having urge. We continue blaming Satan. Whereas, what are you watching? What are you looking at? What are you doing? We continue blaming Satan. From Genesis to Revelation, many examples in the Bible. From Genesis till today, we like to play with fire. We continue doing things contrary to God's word. And at the end of the day, we say, God has forsaken me. Bible says that man is rebellious by nature. But glory be to God, our Father in the Lord, Prophet T.B. Joshua, has given us the way out this year. Your meditation. Holy Spirit, take more of me and give me more of you. That is the way we can deal with that rebellious nature in us. Holy Spirit, take more of me and give me more of you so that when we are less of ourselves, hmm, we will be able not to create any unnecessary trouble for our life. And when we are less of ourselves, we are able to handle the situation as it is allowed by God, we will know how to hold our peace. Hallelujah. I want you to listen to this song as you are sitting down. Let the word enter your heart and make you to realize how you have to behave in your spiritual life. Mm. Oh, the worshiper in me wants to be free from the cares of life. To lift my hands and give you praise when no one's around. 
Yes, we need more of him and less of ourselves. More of him and less of ourselves. Because many a times at the slightest provocation, our human nature always takes over. We jump into anger, become malicious, we become arrogant. We keep malice. 
Blaming others around. Start blaming your father, blaming your mother, your wife, your husband, your child, your pastor, your colleague, your friends. When they insult you, you hold on to offense, but you insult others. They keep malice against you, you hold on to offense, but you keep malice against others. When they embarrass you, you hold on to offense, but you embarrass others. When they lie against you, you hold on to offense, but what? You lie against others. All this you do, you hold on to without forgiveness. But let me tell you something. When you murmur, lament, keep malice, hold on to offense, you are rejecting the heat which separates the impurities from the character of God in your life. You are rejecting the haste in which God is pushing you into your divine destiny because your step is too slow. At the end of the day, your crude nature never gets refined. At the end of the day, the cycle of life continues. You do not get promoted. You go back the same, the same way you are coming from. Let me tell you something today. No matter it is mere insults or simple embarrassments or being lie against, they are all instruments for spiritual recreation and promotion. So when those things that are against God's word come to your mind, know that it is a check to your spirit nature. It is a check to your spiritual life in Christ Jesus. It is your spiritual checkup. Those things that you are doing now are for now, but character is forever. It sees you in the future. That is why Joshua was telling his people, with your state of mind and the disposition of your heart, it will be difficult for you to serve the Lord because he knew that the real you is the one serving God, not you. Many a times, our heart is partially committed to God. Partially committed to God. That is why we tend to see things equal or even greater than God. We trust God, but not absolutely. We combine God with other gods. We combine worldly things and godly things. We jumped out of faith and jumped into doubt. One may have great zeal out of mere confession. And when the heat, the vicissitudes, and the sun of life come with their choking hands, the unstable zeal is soon choked. What I'm trying to say today is that God can use anything to remold you. He used the Egyptian army and the Red Sea for Moses. He used the lion's den for Daniel. He used Goliath for David. But that was not the main test. The real test was their ability to stay put, stay focused, and not to keep offense from what was happening around them. When Moses found himself in front of the Egyptian army, and look at the back, so the Red Sea, and the people around him started blaming him. Why did you both bring us out of Israel? Of Egypt, sorry. Starting blaming him, but he didn't keep offense. When they were making jests, 
of the God of Daniel, insulting him, it didn't keep offense. When they were embarrassing David for his size in front of Goliath, it didn't keep offense. How many of us are capable of facing such situation without keeping offense? The problem that we have is that we respond to reason. We use the language of the world. Let me just give you an example of what I'm talking about. Um, can I have some? Oh, Brother Ed, come. Catherine, shall they come? I want to, to give you a demonstration of what we are talking about when we, 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 are, we are walking with the Lord. The way we respond to reason to our situation. I want you to stand there. I will tell you what you are going to do. I know you want to know what I'm telling them. Don't worry. So this is our spiritual walk with the Lord. Hmm. This is how we do every day. No, we are working fine. Everything is going fine. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, I just get a wonderful... Oops. Something has come up. Oh my God, what is this? No, 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 no. Jesus. Oh my God. Oh God, what is this? What is this again? Oh my God, why? Why? You start remembering that. Oh my God, all the disappointment I face again. Another failure again. People are up there and I'm sitting back there. Oh my God, what am I going to do? God, where are you? Oh my God. You feel discouragement. Things happening in your life. You say, oh my God, you are tired. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, another failure. Another disappointment. Oh Lord. Everything you say now, you filter it through worries and discouragement and give it up. So, oh Lord, oh Lord what is doing here? God, what is this? But the moment you remember the word of your father that said that when you are weak, you are strong. That his strength is made manifest in your weakness. That you can do all things through Christ to strengthen you. You have overcome and say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, Jesus. Hey, God. Another one has come again. Oh, but this one is more. This one is just little offense. <laughs> I cannot do that one. It's very small. She, be, she insulted me. Okay. She will see what will happen to her. I will make her to see. How can she dare insulting me? Oh, my God. This woman, if I see her, I will squeeze her like something else. I will deal with her. I will do this. Yeah, that's what Satan wants you to do. Because of offense, he wants you to lose control. But you don't realize that you cannot even move forward. You can't go anywhere because you think of offense. You think of offense. You sleep with offense. He wants you to lose control. When you lose control, you become a servant and a disciple of Satan. You don't know what to do again. But the moment you realize the one who is building himself in you, the moment you realize that greater is he that all the insults, all the embarrassment, all the lie against greater is he that is in me that all those things that can be arrayed against me you forgive and forget you have overcome and you say thank you Jesus hallelujah oh my God another one again Jesus this one is stronger I can't even move anywhere that is when you ask yourself, should I still pray? There's no hope. I can't pray again. Jesus is not hearing me. Because if he was hearing me, why all this? All this nightmare, all those things around me. You started leaning on Satan. Whining and dining on Satan. Talking with Satan because you have lost control. You have started panicking. And you are more of yourself and less of him. 
but the Bible says that when you use the language of God over your situation, and when Satan sees that whatever you confess, you obey, he will lose his grip from you, and God will lead you to the throne. Yes. The language of God in our situation. When you, if you want, you want to see change in your life, you must stand on his word and the assurance of his salvation. When you look at all those things that you have overcome, you realize that they were just instruments to advance your cause in life. Your situation may want you to keep your joy or lose your smile, lose your joy. So you cannot think again, think of God and pray again. But the language of God will see you through the process. And you can only have the language of God where your heart is renewed on the word. When your heart is renewed on the word of God, you will overcome. Because remember one thing, man can only maintain his faith in the midst of challenges when he is strengthened by the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit takes control of your life, your word becomes catalyst for blessing. You may be seated. What am I trying to say in summary? Hmm. That you are in the right path is confirmed by the old man that you have left and renounced because he wants you back. This is your spiritual checkup. This is the check to the nature, the level of the nature of God in you. This is a check to your spiritual life. You have been wasting your time expecting God to give you a beautiful thing. But that beauty is masked by impurity until you unmask it. This is how your spiritual nature gets redefined through the process. Don't trade your joy with your situation. Our proof text, Hebrews 12, verse 7 to 12, says that as Christians, we must see our situations such as conflict, hurts, all form of offense, as God's way for strengthening our character and lead us in our spiritual walk with Him. No matter the situation you are facing, continue your meditation, take more of you, and Take more of me and give me more of you. So your spirit will now be set free. Because meditation removes the burden on our spirit. Remember one thing. Even in the midst of your challenges, the Holy Spirit will give you strength to face the, th- to face the threats. Because when Satan sees... That the more he attacks you, the more you love God. The more he attacks you, the more you have joy. He will leave you. So I believe, I believe that right now, all of us are facing a challenge in one way or the other. But we have known the way out. So I want to leave you here in the midst of that challenge with your meditation. And I know I will meet you back again stronger than when you went into it. May God bless his name. Please, my brother and sister, come and take your altar fruits as you have done so well. God bless you all.